It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with Zerlina Maxwell, and it is Friday. It is April 29th, and so we are joined by Professor Eugene Maxwell, who is going to keep us safe for all of the years to come, because those are the questions we have for him, Professor Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, Dad. Um, I texted you, um, well, many times this week because obviously I am, this is my first surge out of the woods um, and in Virginia (laughs) with you in the safety of Mm -hmm. our um, picturesque home. I'm now in a city for the surge. But the weird thing is that's happening um, is that it's not getting like called a surge, right? It's not getting categorized as a surge so what as as a scientist what would you call it what's happening i mean because it's it's definitely an uptick i mean new york is you know i had two thousand cases yesterday yeah i that's what i would call i would call it more of you know i wouldn't call it quite a surge and what's going to happen now i think what we saw in the past were these large um you know say hundred 300, 400,000 infections per day. I don't think we're going to see those types of numbers uh, just because of, of you know, vaccination uh, rates throughout the country. But we're going to see uh, where there are hot, I I call them like hot spots or, you know, Mm -hmm. hot pockets where you're going to see, um, you know, very large, you know, upticks in cases in specific places. Now you take, uh, you know, upstate New York, Buffalo. I I would, I don't think they've done a lot of investigation, but I would assume that number one, there's pretty low vaccination rates um, for a lot of unvaccinated people. Uh, and then also too, what is happening, I think is the, vac- the vaccine itself is starting you know, the, the ability to, to protect you is starting to wane. Uh, so, you know, six, seven months out from, say, your last booster, uh, you know, the vaccine is becoming less effective. And then the other thing that, uh, you know, in the article you sent me is talking about BA4 and BA5. Uh, it seems that these variants are able to, you know, kind of, kind of evade uh, our immunity, whether we, we've gotten immune uh, just because we've been infected or because we have re- received a vaccine, these uh, variants seem to be able to, you know, evade our immunity a little bit. So all of those things combined are leading to these kind of hot spot surges. But I don't think we're going to see these, you know, large, huge spikes that we've seen in the past. So would this be? the epidemic phase of the pandemic like well no it would be it we're kind of almost moving it's still i'd say the latter portion of the pandemic stage uh and we're starting to move and we're starting to move into the endemic stage if you think about if you think about a wildfire so you know you have this raging wildfire in a specific place 
uh, say, for instance, it was in um, it was in India or say it was in South Africa. That's more considered, you know, a pandemic or a, an epidemic. And then it spreads out to the greater part of the world. And then that's when it turns into a pandemic. Then what happens is once it's, you know, the population is uh, either infected or gets a vac vaccination, and then it kind of, you, you know, is smolder, if you want to think of it that way. Mm. And, that, and that is an, 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 an endemic state. And uh, Dr. Fauci kind of, you know, explained it, uh, you know, pretty But he pretty didn't well. use the word and, epidemic. Do you think he should have? No. Well, it's more of an endemic, and that's kind of what you're talking about. It's it's where it's still, you know, the virus is still infecting people. It's still out there, and um, it's still mutating and things like that. But the large uh, majority of the population has some kind of immunity and mm -hmm. some kind of protection against the virus. And so we're moving from the pandemic state more into an endemic state but i don't you know i i'm probably i would say i'm in, in the majority of scientists that believe we're still at the tail end of the pandemic state yeah i mean i think that even um i was reading up on um celine gounder did an interview basically responding um to what fauci said and she said mm -hmm. what you just said which is that you know, that it's too soon to say that, um, particularly because you have so many unvaccinated people, unboosted people. There's only a third of people that have even had one booster shot. That much less just, two that's wild shots. to me. That means um, some of you guys yeah. don't have boosters. Go get them. Please. Yeah, I say it at the yeah. end of the show every day for a reason. <laughs> um, and and yeah. part of part of what you're you're explaining is when your immunity wanes, whether it be you got your, you know, your two shot yeah. regimen, but not the third. You know, you're out and here thinking that you're you're good, but protected. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not right. not quite exactly. fully fully as as protected as you could be. My my question yeah. um, about what's what's happening right now around the world is the article I sent you was about South Africa. So we've been talking here about the surge of BA two, which is mm -hmm. I I don't know that I, we have enough time to get into why we're doing decimal points and sub sub variants instead of just naming it a new thing i i know it's the yes. alphabet and all that i know yeah. i know you said we're on time for the alphabet yeah. explanation i'm just <laughs> I, was like, I was like we have to explain it but like we so ba2 is the one that we have here in the u.s that is mm -hmm. causing the spikes in the different places around the country and big cities like new york and dc and, and elsewhere um in south africa right now they have ba4 I don't know what happened yeah. to three, um, BA4 and BA5. And those are creating a huge, that's creating a, it's actually a surge. They're calling it a surge in South Africa. <laughs> You've taught yeah. me that if there's a surge happening somewhere else in the world, I need to pay attention to that because that's so, coming because there are airplanes mm -hmm. and no mask mandates. So yeah. what, what are these sub sub variants? What, what are, what does that mean? What's, what's it, it, the exact same thing is happening. Um, where the spike protein is changing. The virus is very, I don't want to say it's intelligent because it's not quote unquote like a living thing. Yeah, but, but it, it helps it, me to think about it that way, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> jaws it, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what it does, it changes so it can become um, how can I say it? So it can continue to stay viable. So it can mm -hmm. continue to infect people. 
And so sit, think, think about it this way. Um, uh, person A is protected, but person B is unvaccinated or undervaccinated. So the undervaccinated person then it can infect someone else and can infect. And a little piece of, or a little part of that genetic information from that unvaccinated or, uh, or you know, not person who is not really vaccinated properly, a little bit of that genetic information gets kind of transferred to someone else. Hmm. That that information is, you know, with can you know kind of incorporate itself into the spike protein or the DNA of that particular virus that enables it to be, how can I say it, more transmissible or uh, more infectious. It may not be that it's more severe as far as the infection, but it's, in, it's enabling the virus to continue to spread and continue to go from person to person. It's, the virus is always going to try to change to make itself more infectious that's just the way it is and what i think is going to have to happen is we are going to have to kind of stay in front of the virus itself okay just like influenza are we able um, to do that with no masks on our faces yeah that that's my question like do we have any chance of staying in front like that sounds like it requires i don't it requires masks serious data collection and precautions it's going to take all of the above it's going to take, but see, um, I go back to the very beginning that the foundation of COVID and how we were fighting COVID was was kind of messed up right from the very beginning. And so, what we have are people and the you know populations that just don't believe in the vaccine. They just believe in you know it's going to throw a chip in you know just all kinds of foolishness where we're not going to be able to really, really take hold and, and fight the virus in the right way just because of mis and disinformation. And, and it's, it's unfortunately, it's unfortunate that the foundation of how we're going to combat the virus has been, uh, you know, flawed from the very beginning. So, <laughs> unfortunately. Yep, yep, okay, yeah, I see that. <laughs> Do do are we are we done with the Greek alphabet? Like are we? Oh, like, no. <laughs> is it just going to nope. be B A four five six on in in infinity, or are we going to need to learn more letters? No, we're we're going to have to learn some more letters. It, see, again, there are certain parts of you know if you ever see a picture of uh, COVID, if you ever see like a, a micrograph of of COVID, you see all of those little spikes and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, again yeah all of those things in there are you know i don't want to really get into it but they're you know they're like little bases and think about think about it that way and they can just change just um you know one mutation or one uh deletion or one substitution that can change the very nature of the virus and how it invades or evades uh, our immunity so uh, again, we're as scientists, as doctors, uh, and there are a lot of really, really smart, uh, you know, people, you know, that are looking for ba- different vaccines and stuff like that. We're going to have to really do our best to stay in front of uh, 
or stay, you know, at least even with uh, many of the changes that are going on with the virus. So you said yeah. to me, so just in terms of the timeline, I want to get into sort of like how yes. we're going to plan out the next year of our lives. We, yeah, we got to um, keep me safe for a long time going forward. So. Right. So, <laughs> so, Dad, um, you know, at the beginning of the year when I decided to move out of the woods, which I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I'm happy here. I love I love my space. I love um, Washington, D.C. But when the numbers started going yeah. back up, I was like, did I leave too soon? Because <laughs> um, because I don't know that we're not in another year or two of this sort of cycle where we think we're yeah. done. And then as soon as the end of summer comes after it's been cold in another part of the world, right, the other hemisphere where they have cooked up a new variant for us for the for the end of the summer, like Delta, um, uh, we are going to be dealing with, you know, surges every like couple of months for the foreseeable future. So how how do you plan like in your head, how how are you thinking about the next year? Is you said to me earlier this week that this this current uptick is not a surge, and you just explained um, how you're seeing that it's more like a regional sort of spikes yeah. in different places than yeah. it's sort of like a huge wave like Omicron was. Um, Correct. But you also said that the bigger thing is coming in September. <laughs> so I want you to explain. I want you to explain how sort of your outlook on the next six months to a year in terms of you know potential for new variant new surge um can we go on airplanes ever again well there's there there are yeah exactly (laughs) there there are two things one uh i think if you're eligible you should if you're going to say uh, take vacation if you're going to travel during the summer I would most definitely get uh, that second booster. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the surge, I think, will happen probably when people start to go back to school, uh, you know, late August, early September, when we start to, you know, to start congregating indoors again. Um, I don't think it will happen I would be shocked if it happened, say, in June and July. I'm looking more like August, September, when, uh, you, know, there's the, you know, there's really an uptick in travel. There's, you know, people going back to school, uh, people, you know, relaxing, not wearing masks, those types of things. Then, then that's when I, I really feel that we're going to see a kind of a, an increase in, in cases and stuff like that. But if you're eligible um, and you're, you know, you're going to be traveling and something I shared with you, uh, I, you know, I plan on doing some traveling. Obviously, I'm going to wear my mask. But one of the to things be clear, I'm everybody, he do... ain't getting on an airplane. He went, he's, you need to be specific, Dad. You're going to get into your own car. I don't know. He's getting into his own car and he's driving it to a place. That's what he's doing. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting on an airplane. Uh, but but that, that that's kind of what I'm talking about. And if you're eligible, I think it's it, you should go ahead and get your uh, get your booster, your and second. And everybody over fifty, and some people yeah. with very serious immunocompromised issues who are younger than absolutely, that. absolutely. Like for the rest of us, like I, yeah. I'm worried that we're not going to get the guidance that we came to rely on last year yeah. under the Biden administration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when and, do you think that someone who is like 
let's say 40 and otherwise fairly healthy, when should she get a second booster? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, one of the things, if you're eligible and and they make you, uh, you know, someone 40 years old, eligible, I would go ahead and get it because it's going, once you get it, it's still going to take 10 days to two weeks before your, you know, that immunity really kicks in. But the other thing that, you know, is kind of troubling is, you know, children uh, are still really, that that population is still very under-vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And that kind of concerns me uh, where, you know, that particular population, because again, children are spreaders and, and that's just the way it is. And uh, that population, it, I don't even know what the percentage is, but I can tell you, I know that they're very under and uh, really unvaccinated. And it's that's a population that really concerns me. Yeah. 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 How how uh, um hopeful are you that we are gonna see this Moderna booster or vaccine, I guess, for uh for the babies? Well, I, again, I've I've been kind of reading about it and uh, trying to, to get it together. But again, um just foundationally, we're just uh you know, we're just always behind it always seems like we're behind the eight ball, you know. Um I, I think uh, it should have been uh, something that uh, should have been eligible at the, you know, at the end of last year, if you right. think about it, or the beginning or the beginning of this year, uh, you know, so um, we're behind. Um, I'm hoping and, and really <clears throat> thinking that, you know, at least uh, in that, at that time frame of August, September, that something, uh, something will be, uh, you know, you know, develop for them. But right now, I just think we're just slow. <laughs> I have a question about, so, so I have a sort of question about how to navigate. So we've, we've just talked about sort of the timeline and thinking through like, you know, if you're going to travel, if you're going to do more things, you know, probably want to time that for June and July, not September, um, like you just explained. Um, but in terms of like right now, so right now, People are going back to work. People are going back to the office. People are people are coming here to Washington, D.C. to surround me with COVID. And I'm very upset. I have to just say, I said it yesterday, I'm upset with all of you people who are traveling from other places and bringing your COVID and surrounding me. I'm upset. I'm staying here in the house because the White House Correspondence Center is happening two weeks after the Gridiron Dinner was a super spotter event. And they think it's a good idea. Also, while we've been on the phone, Kate Bedingfield, the White House communications director tested positive for COVID-19. She said she was in a socially distanced meeting with the president on Wednesday. So uh, that's breaking news. Just that just happened. Just happened as we've been on the phone. Um, How, how do you, how do you navigate the world right now, dad? I mean, would you recommend wearing a mask? If you have to go back to the office, would you recommend wearing a mask on public transportation, like the subway to get to the office or in the Uber to get to the office? Um, And then when you get to the office, should you keep the mask on your face? Absolutely. Absolutely. I am not taking my mask off. <laughs> and, and, and the reason I say that is because we're still, you know, like I was just explaining earlier in our conversation, we're still at the end of the pandemic state. Um, again, you still don't want to get 
long haul COVID symptoms and, and things like that. It's still at a place where we don't understand everything uh, when it comes to COVID-19 and, and all of the ramifications once you are infected. So I, I'm continuing to wear my mask. I mean, I was you know, fortunate, able to teach throughout the course of uh, the fall and the spring semester, uh, you know, without being infected. Why? Because I continue to wear my mask around students, around in classrooms, even walking across campus. I just, I just feel that because I've been protected by using a properly fitting mask, no matter where I was, whether it's in the classroom or in a store or in any public setting, wearing that mask has protected me from being infected. So that's, you know, again, if you're going somewhere and you're going to be around people, you know, don't, uh, don't be, uh, how can I say it, uh, or upset if they get upset, if you're wearing a mask, this, that, and the other, people going back to the office, guess what? I have my mask on for a reason. I don't want to be infected. I don't want to infect my family. And that's the bottom line. Has anybody right. ever given you crap for wearing a mask? I just can't no. imagine. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. So everybody needs to know my dad is six four, yeah. so I don't. I don't really think anybody's coming up to him and be like, "Take that mask off of it." Like I, I don't see that. He's very. He has a. He's intimidating presence. Like he's got a presence. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, no, no one has ever said anything to me. And, uh, I, you know, my my first question to them would be, "Are you a scientist?" And then my second. <laughs> <laughs> and and my voice, second. Yeah. I almost want this to happen just so I can <laughs> I can hear about your response to it. Okay, in in the last two minutes that we have, this might be my last COVID question oh for you. Oh my gosh! Um, so when is it going to end? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just like I, I, you know, unfortunately, I think it's going to be similar to uh, what the flu is. That it's still going to be the type of thing where it's still, we're going to have to live with it. And, and that's what it, uh, an endemic state is, where, where we're going to have to, unfortunately, live with COVID-19 for, I would say, the rest of our lives, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is something that, like, will the next generation have to, well, like, they will know what COVID is. Like, it will be a part of. There's no doubt. But see, my, see my, where my mind is going is that, there will be another COVID. There so we have COVID-19. <laughs> cool. There, <Okay>. there, <laughs> unfortunately, there will be something, and I'm hoping it won't be as, um, quote, unquote, deadly as, you know, one million people in the United States dying from COVID-19. But, you know, as a scientist, there's always something else going to come down the pipe. There's always COVID-20. Well, that's a really exciting uh, note to end on. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Thank you to Professor Eugene Maxwell for keeping us as safe as you have over the last two years. And I just want to say thank you to our entire listening audience. We love you. We love the community that we have built. Thank you so much for fighting for all of the things that we believe in. That is our show. Everybody, wear your masks, get your boosters, take care of each other, hug your dogs, fight racist, read books, and vote. Thank you so much for listening to Signal Boost. Thank you.